We're back with another episode of the One Third Two Three podcast. As always, this is Marlo, joined by Casey. Casey, how are we feeling this evening? Well, doing pretty good. Feeling pretty sore. Uh, competed in a a virtual run yesterday. Whoa. That was. I was going to say interesting. It wasn't interesting. It was actually rather boring. I signed up for a run actually in Madison um, around this time last year when, when it happened and was very excited, signed up for a year in advance so that I could train, blah, 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 all that. And uh, months ago, you know, it was changed to a virtual event. And then I only realized this most recent week that um, they were still like setting up the course and you could just run it, but it wasn't going to be like a everybody get next to each other and go. Uh, but I thought it was a virtual event where you run on your own and submit your time. And that's what I did. Uh, and it went fine. I finished the run, <laughs> but, <laughs> but it wasn't the experience. Cause right. I thought I was going to be going to Madison, right. Yes. Running uh, a course and then finishing at or near the terrace and then yes. spending some time on the terrace and then, you know, trying to uh, brainwash my children into going to school there yes. um, or wanting to go to school there. Uh, so that was all part of the plan and it was much less than that, but uh, an event nonetheless. So a little sore from that, but glad to be here. Lots of sports and lots of things to talk about, Marlo. How yeah. are you doing? Is that a, was it a half marathon? What was it, 10K? 5K? I I ran a half marathon. On my own, which was own. kind of depressing, and I don't <laughs> recommend anybody do that. Um, but I, I, I did finish it, um, which was well, was congrats. something. Thank you. It was uh, the first time I've ever done. I've done ten k's, but this is the first time I've done that, and that was kind of the whole point, right? I was going to yeah. do this, take this step up, and it was going to be at this event, and then it's like, no, you have to run it on your own. <laughs> okay, so that's that has to be the worst. To run a half, like first of all. Congrats, because I, if I had to do, the, if I signed up and they told me it was virtual, there's no way I'm running. The only yeah. reason I'd be running that is because other people are watching me. And yeah. <laughs> take that away, it's not happening. Um, so I'm assuming you got first place because you're the only one that actually ran. I did in my in my heat. I was first place in my heat, nice. um, but then you you submitted it, and then I, I, you see where you end up amongst people who submitted. And you can submit a picture of your time, right? They have an app that you could do, but you submit a picture of your time, and I suppose you could cheat, right? But like, I, I bet if you had you were competing and like actual one of the people are competing for like places and what I presume would be medals and, and places, there would be a little bit more vetting of the score than yeah. my just like I took a picture of the app on my phone that I tracked it with and sent it in and said here's my score or here's my here's my time. Um, yeah, so I was first place in my heat. Um, I, I definitely missed the uh, kind of the adrenaline you get from a race atmosphere from the other racers the competition that sort of thing especially in those late miles um because when you, i trained i didn't run 13 miles when i was warm you know training yeah. so when i got beyond what i would run to train i definitely could tell <laughs> it definitely sucked <laughs> and at about mile 12 i was like why the heck did i ever do this i'm never doing this again uh and then I got done. I was like, maybe another time, but definitely not a virtual. It'll definitely be an in-person thing if I do it again. Awesome. So that was yeah. cool. That was cool. <laughs> All right. That is cool. Um, yeah, I did nothing of a sort. So <laughs> <laughs> that's, that is a, a big, you represented the podcast well yeah. in your athletic well, endeavors. It's weird. Then I got done and I'm just like sitting on my deck and I was like, I feel like there should be something more <laughs> than this. <laughs> like, 
I'm just sitting here feeling my legs get sore and uh, life is normal. It's not yeah. like a separate experience that it would have been. So, yeah. So thanks. Thanks, Marlo. I didn't, uh, I guess I meant to, I was going to mention it. I didn't mean to go in, in that much detail about <laughs> it, but it was, it's all good. it was an interesting experience for sure. Oh, uh, well, all good. Well, uh, speaking of interesting experiences, yeah. we have the NBA bubble playoffs. Nice. Uh, that are going on. Um, first off, with your Bucks, we'll start there. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what was that? When they had when was game one Wednesday? Can't remember. Yeah, but earlier in the week. Earlier, earlier in, the week. in the week. Yeah, it game was, one. Let me say it. It was a day game because it was going on. It, it was going on during working hours. During um, working hours. So I was unable to watch it in its entirety. And by the time I was able to watch it, I did not want to. Uh, and I think, so I'll talk about the Bucks here, but I think the Bucks and Lakers have followed a very similar path so far in losing the first game and everybody kind of hitting the panic button, uh, because both the Bucks and Lakers have looked really poor, uh, during their time in the bubble. And when the Bucks lost game one to Orlando, I was, I guess a little bit more worried than I maybe otherwise would have been because all of the things that I was worried about seen in the bubble you know the the poor defense the lack of I don't know I guess shot making on offense it sounds so lazy to just say they're not making shots but you know this team revolves around Giannis creating space and getting the ball to open shooters and those shooters being able to knock it down that's a very simplistic way to describe what the Bucks offense is and when those other players aren't making shots it makes it really hard on Giannis to do everything himself and he puts a lot of the pressure on himself and you start you started to see that kind of towards the end of the bubble um regular season games i guess with the headbutting of mo wagner excuse me head bumping of mo wagner um you could see some pressure building up and then we get into the playoffs and it feels like there's this pressure that the bucks it felt like the bucks were putting pressure on themselves and then they come out and they lay a dud in game one their defense looks terrible and their defense looked really bad um in the regular season bubble games too and that was where my concern has been is the defense can you just turn it up a notch and play tough playoff defense because they hadn't been doing that and they didn't in game one and then they turn around in games um two and three and he'll kind of put the clamps down, right? Uh, I guess they ended up giving up 107 points in uh, game three, 96 in game two, but they really had sizable leads. Where And I, Orlando made a lot of shots that didn't really matter at the end of those games to make it closer than I think it felt um, during the games. So the panic button was, let's just say it was out of the drawer. The drawer was open to grab the panic button after game one, um, but I'm Close the drawer now, Marlo. Feel much better after games two and three. Now, that said, <laughs> that said, if Orlando steals game four, um, I could be back. I could be back there. It feels comfortable now they won two in a row, but just one game in, we're back now. All of a sudden, we're at a five-game series, and and that's not a situation you want to be as the number one seed. Um, although, yeah. I was going to talk- test your panic button. I, 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 I yeah. obviously didn't test your panic button when that happened because I was afraid of the reaction. Yeah. Uh, but it was, I think the the overall reaction to it, at least from pe- Buck fans that I know, was that it was, once that game happened, it was over. Season was done. Uh, Bucks are not <laughs> winning the season. And everything you just said was coming to fruition as far yeah. as the play up into that playoff run. Um, and it just doesn't, didn't look good. 
So I think you are fair in saying feeling good now, but kind of wary because it does yeah. mess if you know if they win if they win game four, easy street. You should be you know should be a six games I mean a five game series. Excuse me. Um, <clears throat> yeah. If not, then you're giving uh, you're just giving you're just giving them hope, <laughs> giving unnecessary hope. Well, one of the things that was so interesting about the Bucks and Lakers losing game one is there was this huge like, oh my gosh, the number one seed lost game one because what that normally means is the eight seed went on the road and stole a game. Yes, but it doesn't really mean anything. <laughs> in it, it, it means something, right? They won a game that's meaningful, but it's not the same stakes because there aren't home and road games. And I think you felt that in game three of this series because if this was a, you know, a, a normal series and the Bucks have to go back to our, they have to go down to Orlando at one and one, they're not winning that game by 30. Well, maybe they do, but like it, it completely changes the kind of the mentality of the game. And I think we saw that in some of these games, some of these series where the quote unquote home team uh, for the first two games goes on the road or would go on the road, right? And normally that's like a, now that team has their home crowd, they have a chance to snatch a game, and it's just not there. The, the, there's not that home court advantage, and I think that's going to play out. Obviously, it played in a disadvantage to the home teams in those games, but it also plays a disadvantage on the reverse side. So I think it's just really interesting as we watch these series go, the lack of home court advantage and how that affects these series, whether it is those opening games where the higher seed should have home court advantage or when it should go on the road, but just, you know, the other team wears a different color Jersey, right? That's how it changes. Or I guess their fans are different. Like that won't affect the series as it changing locations normally would. I think that's going to be really interesting to watch as uh, these series go forward. Yeah, no, that's uh, that's a good point. In in particular, the Lakers with the uh, Lakers, Portland. Yeah. Um, I think they just caught the Lakers caught a hot Portland team coming off winning their playing game, um, and I don't know. I I, I I wouldn't be surprised if Portland wins another game or even two, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, I but I because they just have that firepower uh, yeah. to be able to do so to you know catch the Lakers. They're not in no. I'm not saying the Portland is a better team than the Lakers, but they just mm-hmm. they're able to catch a little bit of lightning in a bottle at times. Yeah, they're not a better. I don't think they're a better team, but. They have the ability to score more points in games. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> which, which I guess is, is what you're supposed to do. But yeah, they can they can catch fire. I think Damian Lillard will get hot and, and steal another game. But that's like, again another series where if that's one one and it's going to Portland, who, who I, I I don't know I think has a much better home court advantage than Orlando. I don't know. Maybe that's unfair to Orlando. But like that game would have been insane in Portland. Uh, oh yeah. But, the Lakers just kind of controlled it, and it was like, uh, it, it felt uh, off as uh, what yeah. the kind of excitement would have been. Um, yeah, for for it. So, it's I think it's just something to watch going forward because that that underdog team uh, isn't going to get that home court kick in those in those middle matches. I think that's going to be really interesting because um, we I think we so focus so much on the like the home the the higher higher seated teams the. Uh, the Bucks and Lakers, how they won't have home court advantage, right? Which is true, but, and people have talked a lot about that. But I think the changing venues, uh, or not changing venues, 
and not having that home court for the underdogs in times is also as uh, negative for them. Uh, all right. Uh, anything else you want to talk? Uh, I think the Lakers and Bucks are going to be fine. I, yeah. I'd say they both win in six now. Maybe Bucks win in five if they can take care. If they both, I just think, like to your point, I think Portland has a, it, at least another win in them. I don't know that Orlando does. Yeah, I can agree with that. But I'm still, I, I got my hand on the drawer for the Panther yeah. button, Marlo. I just got my hand on the drawer. I if, feel like it's going to be there all throughout the playoffs. Just they play tomorrow again. Tomorrow again, it's an early game. Uh, Bucks or Monday, um, whenever you're listening, it's an early game again. So it's also weird that the Bucks are playing these day games. Yeah. Also, also kind of weird. I get it. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's not like. Okay, yeah, I feel a little bit. I feel a little bit. I feel a little bit disrespected because I'm, I'm surprised because they haven't had a they haven't had a prime time playoff game yet. Yet they, I mean, I know it's you know smaller markets, whatever, but they still have Giannis. You know, they're still trying to yeah. promote him. Um, and I, I don't get I don't get why the early slots. Yeah, I don't get why they're the early slots, and then Miami, Indiana is in. Um, yeah, when people are home watching TV, every game has been like that. I think uh, Milwaukee's been the early game. I think. Los Angeles has so it's the same four matchups that are playing every day, right? And it just yeah. kind of rotates. Yeah. Um, so Los Angeles, Portland has always been the late game. That makes sense, right? Two West Coast, yeah. West Coast teams. But Indiana, Miami has always been the late East Coast game, and I don't understand why that is. But it is, it is what it is. So now I feel a little disrespected. I hadn't before. I thought really kind of sat down and thought it through, but a little disrespected. Um, all right. Let's move on to other matchups, Marlo. Let's move on to my matchup that I kind of highlighted last week, which has been really good. It's the uh, Clippers-Mavericks series. It's now tied after today, 2-2. Two to two. Uh, And if you haven't heard it already, Marlo, uh, if you haven't been on Twitter or anything, uh, Luka Doncic is the best 21-year-old to ever touch a basketball, and that is what everybody is running with. Um so get get ready get ready for that um i have i'm on a group test text where someone said yeah. he might be the best player in the nba period That's, yeah <laughs> it's getting crazy it is getting crazy um our good friend of the podcast though asher Lowe, did point out that uh when he was 21 not asher <laughs> but when, when Magic Johnson was 21, he was an MVP and uh, won the NBA Finals and played center when Kareem, Al- Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was hurt. So let's all let's all settle down with Luca being the best uh, 21-year-old to touch a basketball. With granted, a extremely good performance today, uh, uh, especially with a what seemed like a bum ankle. Uh, so great performance. He's been awesome to watch. The series has been awesome to watch. Uh, it's been really a series of runs, which I guess basketball is, but uh, the one team has always been, in each game, one team has been up by a lot and the other team has come storming back. And a lot of times it seems like the Clippers almost are waiting for the Mavs to catch up or they're just kind of like hanging around. And then this is a very Kawhi thing, I think. And he just goes, okay, I'm going to flip the switch. And then I'm just going to make mid-range jumpers and we're going to win the game. And that worked last year, right? And yep. it's worked in two of the games in this series, but 
in two other games, Luca has made some deep step back threes. Tim Hardaway is making important sh- shots, which is weird to say. Trey Burke is making an impact. It's unbelievable. It's like it, it, it's so crazy to see these. Cassoffs is too strong of a word, but you know, players you don't expect to make impact plays or impact uh, roles in the playoffs for the Mavs stepping up and and making big plays. Uh, It's been a really entertaining series. And I think the Clippers are just letting the Mavs hang around a little bit more than they, than they should. Yeah. Are the Clippers in trouble? You think the Clippers are in trouble? They can play with fire a little bit and go off and take this series away from them. Do I think they're in trouble? I think they're in trouble. Uh, Paul George has been terrible in this series. Um, I don't understand how they keep getting in situations in which not Kawhi Leonard or Paul George are guarding Luka. And I know they start on him and they have to screen and switch, but in, even in the, the last play today, they switched Kawhi off of Paul George because of a screen. I think they need to fight through that a little bit more. If they keep switching and letting the weaker defender guard Luka, uh, which they have been doing all series, I mean, it's... I think they're. I think they're in a lot of trouble. I think they're. Uh, they're miss, just missing something. I think it might just be Paul George playing to his normal expectations. That just might be enough to get them through. But if he, you know, continues to struggle and Kawhi continues to let the Mavericks hang, hang around, I think they might be in trouble. It'd be a great upset. Porzingis didn't even play today. Mm. Crazy, crazy. Um, I think Trey Burke had 25 points. <laughs> it's crazy. So it's been a lot of fun. Uh, it's been, definitely been my favorite series, uh, non-Bucks related to watch. So, so that's it. How about how about your series, Marla, the one that you had circled as your one to watch? How has that been going? Um, pretty entertaining. It was in OKC. Yeah. Pretty entertaining. Um, Houston's up 2-1 with a loss last night in overtime. Uh, but, and that's with um, Russ being out. Uh, by yeah. The way. So, it's, uh, you know, like, I, I guess last night Hardaway fouled out, and that's kind of, that's when the, uh, that's when OKC was able to make the run in in, in overtime to steal that game away. Uh, but, besides that, Houston's doing Houston things, making threes, uh, going on runs, and, um, you know, it's working out for him. And I'm curious. You know what? To be honest with you, I don't, do you know what Russ is out for? I don't. And no, I, one, no one's saying anything. <laughs> He's just, I, saw, I saw he was out for, for the last game, and I guess I didn't realize he, he wasn't playing. I just assumed he was because, I mean, he's Russell Westbrook, right? He just yeah. kind of plays through, through this stuff. Um, so I haven't seen or heard anything more. Yeah. So, yeah, I think, I mean, Houston, it looks like they got control of this one. They let one go last night, but, you know, I don't foresee them having, uh, I don't see them having a problem putting OKC away in the next couple games. The last thing ESPN has was he has a strained right quad. It's healing five days ago, but still no timetable, and there hasn't been anything about it about it since. And I suppose you just take it easy, right? You're up 2-0. No need to push it. Um, I talked earlier about how teams kind of in that third game, mm-hmm. you know, the the kind of back against the wall, have to win it game. When it's not at home, it's a little bit harder. But in this one, OKC 
won that third game. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know. I just Houston, I think, just has too much, too much firepower, like you said. Yeah, way too much. Um, yeah, that's really it for the Houston. Okay, Houston. It's been it's been fun though. Yeah. It, I I like. <laughs> I like this. It's a young OKC. Uh, I don't like Houston. I, I really don't like watching Houston play basketball. I recognize the they're good. I recognize Harden is good. I do not enjoy it. <laughs> but I enjoy watching this young OKC team with Chris Paul. It's like this young team and then Chris Paul is there like, to like mentor and get angry at everybody. He's like the old man of the group. And I, you know, as someone who's becoming an older and older man every day, uh, really enjoy that. And it's, it's a fun, it's a weird, it's a really weird team. Like they, it doesn't feel like they should be in the playoffs yet, but because they have Chris Paul, who's like one of the what, two or three best point guards of all time, like <laughs> they're in the playoffs it, it, ahead of their schedule. It's, it's kind of a weird team. Uh, and Houston's a weird team for unfun reasons. So, We'll keep we'll keep watching that. All right, the other I think noteworthy thing, Marlo, that happened in the first round. Let's talk Toronto. Just kidding. Don't want to tell anything about <laughs> Toronto. They did score 150 points today, which is a lot of points. Sounds like both teams were trying really hard in the defensive end in a game that finished 150 to 122. Um, <laughs> let's talk about uh, I guess briefly um, Boston knocks out Boston four uh, Philadelphia 76ers zero uh, in the series. Boston with the sweep. Reports out Joel Embiid not happy with this situation in Philadelphia, considering his future. It seems like he was considering his future before he came into the bubble in a lot of people's eyes. Um, Marlo, is this the end of the process? Yeah, this process is over. Uh, they had their they had their best shot uh, two seasons ago. Or was it like, anyways, last last uh, last, last year when uh, Kawhi hit the. Oh, triple bounce. Right. That was it. That was it. Yeah. So they had their best shot, and that was it. And you know, good job, Philly. You did it. Uh, you made it through the process, and that's what you got. I think also this this series was this was probably the biggest series I was robbed from not having the home court advantage that we were talking about because mm-hmm. the Boston Philly would have been like going back and forth uh, in those fans is is always fun. But with that said, it's it's over, Philly. <laughs> Sorry to yeah. tell you. It's uh, it's gonna be back. It's gonna be back to the drawing board. It's, I mean, Simmons just can't stay healthy, um, nor can Embiid for that matter. But it looks like, like you said, Embiid's reconsidering. He might be gone. I assume he will be. Uh, giving someone will give him give him a chance, and then they don't really have much else after that. Yeah, I think it's a fork in the road moment. Um, I think you're right that this was robbed of uh, the home court advantage particularly because the 76ers were such a good home team and such a terrible road team (laughs) that you kind of thought like, well, maybe they'll be the home team in the bubble. And you're like, no, no, they're not. They were, they were, they were the road team in the bubble. (laughs) It was, it was terrible. I think you're right. uh, In that you can't just roll it back, right? You can't just come back. I think the Simmons and bead pairing is untenable at this point. You have to pick one. Um, I'm not smart enough to make that decision. Um, and luckily I don't have to, but I think you have to pick one at this point. I think the failing is pretty, it isn't necessarily the Embiid Simmons pairing, but I think you have to break it up to move forward. The failing is the pieces around them. Uh, it's, you know, trading for and, and giving huge money to Tobias Harris. 
it's signing Al Horford, who could even really play in this series. Um, and if that's your big free agent get, who I guess they got to stop Giannis, and that kind of makes sense. But if you don't get there, it doesn't matter. And it just seems like the, they never found the pieces or figured out how to make these two work, not in just in the sense of the, how those two play basketball with each other, but how to get pieces that fit around them to bring the best out of each of them. They didn't do that, and that's where I think the failing was, not necessarily in these two players, but moving forward, I think you have to break them up. I don't, I, I don't think you can roll the ball back out, like I said, and, and go, all right, how do, how, this year it's going to be different. Why? How? I, I don't think it's going to happen. Um, but I think if you keep one of them, right, Embiid or Simmons, you get somebody else in there, and you can salvage this into – it's not going to be a dynasty per se, but it's going to – it can be a team that competes in the East every year, and I don't know. I guess in sports in 2020, it's championship or bust, but you know that's worth cheering for, a team that competes in the East – uh, every year. So I think that, I, I don't know, maybe it's just reframing it and, and going for that, but that's what I would do. But maybe that's not the right answer because it's championship or bust. All right. All right. Well, that's enough with the on court stuff, Marlo. Yeah. But although I guess we talked kind of at the end about off court yeah. financial moves, but whatever. On <laughs> <laughs> to another basketball stuff, Marlo, there was a draft lottery. I don't know if you if you you missed it. They sandwiched it between two games, and I actually accidentally watched it. I I thought I was starting catching the start of the Lakers game, Lakers uh, Portland game, but nope, it was the draft lottery. So I watched it on accident. Um, and not that this is ever a smooth production, <laughs> the draft lottery. Yeah. Um, but this one was extra awkward. Um, let me just. Kind of explain, try and paint the picture a little bit, Marlo, for okay for our our fellow fans here. So instead of the people awkwardly sitting in, you know, behind their little stand or whatever that they had, holding their rabbit's foot or whatever they had, they were all connected through Zoom or whatever. We'll just use Zoom. I don't know if it was actually Zoom, but we'll say Zoom. Um, they're all connected through Zoom, and that was it. And it was the guy, it was the assistant um, commissioner or whatever, his deputy commissioner, vice commissioner, whatever the heck his name role is. Um, He would just read the name and they would cut to the Zoom feed of the person and then it would go back to him. And as you know, Marlo, with kind of Zoom calls or video conferencing in general, there's a little bit of a lag. (laughs) So he would announce, you know, and with the 14th pick, the Boston Celtics or whatever it was. And they go to the per- the representative and they're like, they're not reacting yet. <laughs> and then they cut away and then they go and with the 13th pick, it's, you know, uh, whatever. Um, the Lakers, it wasn't the Lakers, but the, the Lakers. Yeah. And they cut to their representative and they're just staring blankly at the screen. Or they haven't had time to like digest that their team didn't get in the top four or whatever. Yep. And they, so you get their actual initial reaction before the camera cuts to them, which was pretty great. Like the um, Atlanta Hawks representative, like you could tell she was like, oh crap. <laughs> like she had like a discernible, like negative face on, and then like realized, oh shoot, <laughs> like I need to act. No, so you just saw people like aimlessly nod into the camera <laughs> for the first uh, 14 picks or 13 picks or whatever it was. And then you got to the final four. 
it just like in other years, uh, they announce up to the fifth pick, and then they announce the final. And then you go to commercial break, and you have the final four. And there, they did a. They had all four teams left their representatives up on the screen, and then when somebody was called, they got zoomed out or they they, they, they disappeared. They just disappeared from the screen and the, it refocused on the other ones left, which I thought was pretty good. And it came down to Steph Curry, who was representing the Golden State Warriors, and D'Angelo Russell, who was on the Warriors, but now is representing, <laughs> uh, who's now is representing the Minnesota Timberwolves. Minnesota, Minnesota Timberwolves get the first pick, and the reactions were just hilarious because Steph Curry is just like, "Holy crap, we're getting we're getting a top two pick." I I win here because we're not going to draft anybody. We're trading this for a real NBA player. This is awesome. <laughs> and D'Angelo Russell is sitting here going, crap, if we get the first pick, we're probably picking Lamar. <laughs> Wait, what's his name? The, the, uh, is it Lamar Ball? We're no, picking no, Lamar Ball. LaMelo. LaMelo Ball. We're picking Lamar Ball's the dad. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> picking LaMelo Ball. He's a point guard. I'm a point guard. Oh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> So what do you think? Do you think that because that's where my mind went when I'm watching D'Angelo Russell do that? Or is he thinking like, good, we got the best pick. We're going to get the best player. Or was he like, crap, that's my position? Yeah, I th- oh, I think it was initially like, yeah, we got number one. And then quickly like, oh, who's going to be vapid number one? Oh, that's my position. Pacific. <laughs> 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 uh, dwindled down from there. Yeah, and totally. The uh, Curry's little smile throughout the whole thing said it all. Yeah, uh, this is yeah. It's great. We're actually going to get someone in his weird new cornrow hair look. Yeah, but, I was going to. What did you think of that? I was, I, I, not not a good look, Curry. Not, not a good yeah. look, Steph. Stop. I don't. I I agree. I, I think uh, if I if I maybe want to judge hairstyles, not the Trump can, but uh, <laughs> want to be in a position to do that, but. Um, doesn't it, it's a, he doesn't look right on him? I don't know. No. It doesn't look right on him. So no, it's a, it's one of those things like he's trying to do something too much. And it's just not working. But he's going to yeah. keep trying. So yeah, uh, maybe it's just an off season look. I don't know. Yeah, hopefully. All right, but um, yeah, blanks there. I just can't get over the blanks there. It's just cutting to them going nodding. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It was a total eighth pick. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> they had to do the production like exactly like they would if it was live, but it was on Zoom and it just re- it just reminds you of every like Zoom call uh, for work that you have and it's like can you hear me? Are you good? Oh, your mic's not on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that's all you could keep thinking about during that production. Yeah, that's bad. Um all right, so uh as far as our podcast is related, Marlo, the Bulls were in the lottery. They had the seventh best odds to get the number one pick. They moved in the top four. Yep. And they are, I think they were, were they the first or the second team that moved into the top four because other teams dropped out, right? Yeah. So you knew you were in there. What did you think when, when the Bulls moved into the top four? Or did you? This, I think it's the, this is the typical, like what happens to the Bulls, right? We move into the top four. How many good players are in this draft? Probably yeah. two or three, and so <laughs> we get we get the, we get four just enough to like say, hey, we raise the top four, but there's not even there's not even a good player to be able to pick. like. I mean, there's good players. I, it's just I've been burned by this, and <laughs> I, I, I'm not that hopeful. And only yeah, it only seems to happen when the draft is not as rich as other years. Um, that when we don't get this sort of thing. So yeah, it's, well, a, it's yeah. a bittersweet. 
Yeah, I've been on the record as complaining when the Bucks got the first pick and they had Andrew Bogut was the number one pick. <laughs> Marvin Williams was the number two pick. It's like, okay, great. Like, yeah. what, what what great options we have as as the number one pick. Um, well, they did, the Bulls moved in the top four, but they got the fourth pick. Uh, in I guess what I don't even know how many person how many a person draft this is because in some respects it's like a two to four person draft, but that's mainly because the bar has moved down, right? There's yeah. not like a, this is the person we want. It's you got ball and Edwards, right? From, from Georgia. Those seem to be like the top one and two. And then you got Wiseman, which I don't even know what he is in, uh, NBA basketball nowadays. Yeah. And then you got Obi Toppin, who's going to the bulls. Um, and we were kind of talking beforehand, I think. So looking at the mock and then, and then it, it, I, honestly, from my, knowledge or recollection of prospects it drops off from there so in a sense it's a top four draft in that i know the top four and you know knowledge of them and kind of some sort of understanding who they are and then after that it just to me drops off but it's just it's not necessarily that it's a bad draft because some of these players might be good marlo it's just not interesting right yeah I don't think I yeah when you sit over the mock and I kind of just scrolled through these I'm like what who what are these people um, <laughs> and I think you know a lot of that probably probably has to do with the tournament didn't happen um, some of these names that might have popped up at us personally yeah uh, or myself I keep talk to uh, yeah you know weren't able to shine and you know we'll, I guess we'll, you know we'll see going forward as. Uh, as this draft process goes, I don't even. Are, you, are they gonna be doing workouts? I'm assuming they're gonna find a way to do workouts or whatever. We'll, we'll get the news and we'll break it because that's what we do. Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I just I look. I just go to the names and none of nothing's really like nothing's popping out as this is gonna be the next. Like this is they're gonna be a star or they're gonna be yeah. you know that player. Yeah, and you mentioned it's probably because we were robbed of the NSA tournament. Or we, I guess we probably wouldn't have seen. Uh, Anthony Edwards, right? Because I don't think Georgia was making the tournament, but like yeah. Obi Toppin, who's mock draft to go to the Bulls. Uh, if Dayton would have made a run to the Final Four yeah. behind Obi Toppin, I mean, he's probably not there at four, right, no. for the Bulls. Right. Um, then we get some, there's some foreign players in here. It then it's just a lot of forwards and centers. Yeah, that too. And I'm just, I just, like I, like I said about, um, Wiseman, it's just like I I don't know what a forward center looks like, and when you're looking at college forward centers, how are they translating to the NBA? And all these guys are 19. I don't know. It it just seems. I guess that's what the NBA draft is, right? But it, it doesn't inspire a lot of a lot of hope to me. Uh, looking at looking at that mock draft, but I think the Bulls were pretty lucky though to get in. Not I shouldn't say pretty lucky, but you know, they I think that. Fortunate to get in the top four because, like I said, from my name recognition standpoint, it drops off at number four. Uh, number five is a player who's playing in Israel, so <laughs> yeah, I don't have much. I don't have much tape on him, Marlo. Not much tape. Not much tape on him. Um, all right, that's all I got for NBA, Marlo. Any other yeah. NBA things? Um, yeah, just going through this mock. Just quick note, like the mock draft of first rounders. Oh, there's two big tenors in it. Um. Yeah, I was looking at Jalen Smith from Maryland, and then your boy, Cassius Winston, down at the bottom at 29. Really? Oh. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. It says his age is 22.4. I don't believe that. I think he's 30. <laughs> but, <laughs> that's, yeah. 
Jalen Smith, see, again, like, I guess he could be like a rim runner, but yeah, he's an okay shot. I don't know. Ugh. Maryland just disappoints so much. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, well, that's all I got. Good, good, good way to bring it back to the Big Ten, Marlo. It's yep. good job by you. It's yep. good job by you. All right. On to baseball, Marlo. I reluctantly will talk about the Brewers first. Uh, they got swept by the worst team in baseball. The only team in the NL who was out, like, would be considered out of the playoffs um, before this weekend, uh, the Pittsburgh Pirates. The Brewers got swept. It was brutal, and um, yeah, I don't I don't know where to go from there. So I'm gonna read. So this is my uh, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna read um, Tom Hardicore, who is the beat writer for uh, the Milwaukee Brewers on the Milwaukee paper. Uh, put out some stats. Um, the Brewers have gone through their order without without through their lineup. Excuse me, without getting a hit six times in the last eleven games. Oh, excuse me, without getting a person on base six times in the last 11 games. Uh, Omar Navarez, who had two hits today, actually. He was 0 for his last 19 before his two hits today. Uh, a 149 hitter hit uh, some go-ahead runs uh, today. <clears throat> they went down in order. The run total in the first two innings remains f- in the first two innings remains five runs over 26 games, and they've been outscored 17 to two in the first inning this season. It's been a grind, Marlo. The Brewers have had having to battle from behind throughout the season. It's it was a brutal week, um, and just getting swept by. I just I feel I feel sad, Marlo. Getting swept by the Pirates, it just hurts. Um, the Brewers are now eleven and fifteen on the season. Got to start getting better, getting it together. Got to start hitting, Marlo. Um, pitching hasn't been great, but. They're still in that 25th to 28th in those offensive statistics on the season. They got to get runs. They got to get runs early. Otherwise, I don't know where we're going. That was my uplifting Brewers um, Brewers segment. Uh, they got the Reds next. They got the Reds next. So, well, there you go. There's your little there we go. Reds and then with the Pirates again. So, you know, I have no hope. I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm. I'm one without hope for the Brewers right now, Marlo. Well, I hopefully they can swing it back next week um, with the Reds. I know you have the Pirates again, but there's still hope out there, Casey. We got this. <laughs> um, White Sox, good week for them. On fire. Yeah, sweep Detroit for nothing, and then it went two and one against the Cubs, which is always good to win a win the series against the Cubs. The bats came alive. Uh, yeah, throughout this week, so um, w- you know, un- that is they got me back. I've got me back. Here we go, playoff run, baby, all in. As the you know, I continue is hopefully their bats can continue to stay hot. Um, oh, sorry, yeah. So their bats continue to stay hot, and uh, as we go through next week, we got the Pirates and the Royals. Nice. Do the White Sox fans do the fly the W flag when Cubs lose like Brewers fans do? <laughs> no, not as much. Um, no. But we've, I mean, we equally think it's dumb, the whole flag thing. Yeah. No, it's a, well, I think it's mainly because Cubs fans are such jerks about the W flag that uh, we revel in that 
pretty pretty heavily, I'd say. So yeah. So all right. Other things probably happening in baseball. I don't think last week I tried to watch it. I don't think I watched any non-Brewers baseball. I watched a little White Sox because they're playing the Cubs. <laughs> but I don't think I don't watch any non-Brewers baseball. I watched a little Yankees Red Sox when they played, and the Red Sox are just terrible, so that doesn't even matter. So, all right, on to NHL, Marlo. Um, this one probably pretty brief. Uh, it's over. <laughs> NHL, NHL, so <laughs> it's over. The Blackhawks lost. Whatever. Uh, it's done. There's no, there's no hockey. It's three one. They lo- or four yeah. one. They, yeah. So they won the one that. Uh, so we couldn't say it last week. Yeah. Um, bummer. Bummer. Yeah. It was going to be a magic run until it wasn't. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. it's, f- it's. W- I don't know. If frustrating is fair to say because I'm not actually frustrated by it, but it's weird that Las Vegas has a good team <laughs> and for being such a young team, right? Yeah. It's it's strange and. It feels like a mostly hockey thing, right? Or it seems not incredibly rare in hockey that a team kind of comes out of nowhere. Um, but it is, well, I don't it's know. It's a, a freaking expansion team as of three years ago, you know? And, yeah. And they're just like they have, they've already within their short time have some sort of sustained success, which is yeah. that's frustrating. It's weird. <laughs> yeah. It's weird that it's able to happen, but yeah. I, I think it makes more sense in hockey than some, some other sports. Yeah. Um, and you know how I feel about hockey teams in deserts, so <laughs> that's also that's also frustrating. I'm still over here grasping for storylines, Marlo. Um, nothing's nothing's hit me yet. I did watch a little bit of um, the Flyers Canadians game. I think the Flyers won and knocked out the Canadians, but that felt like hockey. The colors, you know, the clash of colors there felt good. Uh, then there was an intermission. Just I can't. The intermission just lose me, Marlo. It doesn't matter what it is. I'm watching it, and then it's like, oh, we're back in 20 minutes. It's like, well, I'm going to go do something else. Well, I, well, by do something else, I mean watch a different sport. But like, yeah. then I kind of forget that I was watching hockey, and it's you know, it's it's a thing. Um, I don't know. I got to get over that. I need something to draw me in. I'm still waiting on it. Um, stay tuned. Something's okay. got to hit me, Marlo. Something's got to hit me. It's probably not going to be the Dallas Colorado series. <laughs> Oh, Joe Pavelski's on Dallas. I said I was going to root for him, but Kipling, Colorado, ugh, I don't really want to watch that. Um, we'll see. We'll see. NHL, something's going to happen. I, I, I feel it. All right, stay tuned. Stay tuned for Casey's what's going to happen in the NHL. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> now that when you say it back to me, why would anybody care? <laughs> why, would any, why would anybody care? What I'm rooting for. I don't know. I guess they're uh, listening to this. So Yeah. Joke's on them. Ha! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's it for AHL. Uh, what we will do now is move over to what everyone's been waiting for. The ultimate segment, Casey's Corner Kick. Marlo, what a weekend it was in championship soccer in Europe. Uh, of course, on Friday, we had the Europa League final won by Sevilla, who just year after year wins the Europa League. Uh, they defeated uh, Inter Milan. Uh, it was 2-1, to 3-1, to one, whatever. It doesn't matter. It was an actually relatively entertaining game, but that was just the warm-up for the Champions League final. Bayern Munich versus PSG happened earlier today. Uh, Bayern ended up winning 1-0, uh, and you might say, hey, 1-0, that's not a lot of action. That's not a lot going on, but... 
I'm here to tell you, Marlo, it is a really enjoyable game. <clears throat> it was two very high-quality teams matching off and kind of trying to do what they do um, effectively. So Bayern, that was create possession. When they lose possession, press high, uh, try to force mistakes from PSG, uh, and use that to create opportunities. And they did. They got the goal. Uh Kingsley Coman with the header. Uh, he's not known for his heading. It was actually a rel- it was a well-placed header, but not the most firm of headers on the goal. Uh, it was a well-deserved goal. It was a well-deserved win by Bayern. Uh, they controlled the match. PSG looked very threatening on the counter, which they is what they do and what they should do. They have a lot of pace, a lot of speed in Neymar and Mbappe, a, Mbappe, a lot of talent uh, in their top three with Di Maria up there as well. Uh, they just couldn't get the finishing touch in the game. They had some chances. Uh, Neymar had one really good chance with a good save by Neuer, uh, and Mbappe had a couple nice chances. It was a really fun game to watch because it was such a high-quality gaming, because both teams played well. Um, Chances were few, but it wasn't because there was poor movement or there was, you know, um, one team was not trying to move the ball. It was just a really well-played game, and it was a really interesting kind of matchup of these two European huge clubs um, go head-to-head. But like I said, Bayern were the more deserving team. Uh, They had the better of the chances, the better of uh, the ball, and um, all in all, we're we're the better team uh, on on the whole today. Um, I'm bummed that it's over. This Champions League has been a lot of fun. Uh, Obviously, the the domestic leagues finished up a couple week or two. Uh, two or three weeks ago now. Um, so it's been really fun just kind of having Champions League and even Europa League almost every day during the week, uh, which has been great. And now it's over, which sucks. <laughs> so, so I'll be missing that. Uh, but the uh, most of the European leagues are starting up here again in a couple weeks. I think Liverpool plays in it's three or four weeks from today, which is crazy that we're right back in it already, but that's what happens when, you know, the, the season gets postponed like it did. So a great, it was a great final. And the, the sometimes frustrating thing about soccer, um, is that the big games aren't always good games, right? Like there's a lot of pressure and a game can break so easily one way or the other. Um, or there's a lot of reasons why a big game might not be a good game. I mean, this happens to other sports, but I think it's, it happens a little bit more frequently in soccer. You know, the um, World Cup final isn't always as good as the semifinals, and that's yeah. kind of, from an entertainment standpoint, that happens a lot in, in soccer. But in this, I think it was deserving of a final, and it was a really good game uh, with Bayern eking it out 1-0. So there you go. That's the cool... One nil, yes. That's the corner kick, Marlo. Do you have any thoughts on the Champions League final? Uh, no, I think you covered everything that I was thinking. So, yeah. Well, we knew that PSG was screwed when they didn't wear the Jumpman uniforms. <laughs> yeah. They went. They went with the normal Nike uniforms, not the Jumpman uniforms. So, so they didn't. They didn't have a chance there. Um, Neymar got fouled a lot, and he let everybody know about it. That was fun mm-hmm. or frustrating, depending on which side of it you were on. Um, yeah, yeah, it was good. It was good. It was a good tournament. I think these two, uh, I'm summarizing again, I guess, uh, these two teams deserve to be there, uh, and Bayern deserved to win. They won, I think it was like 19 of their last 20 matches on the year going back to January. So <laughs> good job by them. Um, yeah, that's the, that's the corner kick. There it is. Other leagues starting up soon. 
MLS is already back, Marlo. The MLS back is cup is over. The MLS is now back. Whoa. I haven't watched any of the games. Oh, okay. <laughs> but wow. but okay, oh, I saw, stay tuned for... <laughs> I, I saw the score on my phone, and I was like, oh, what are they doing? Like a warm-up game? And it was like regular season game. I was like, what? <laughs> How did this happen? Just, we just had a champion or something. I was not prepared for it. Okay. There you go. Uh, all right, well, that's the corner kick. What do we have? <laughs> we got throw-ins. Throw-ins. Got a couple, couple throw-ins, Marlo. Right. Uh, Dustin Johnson, the golfer, yeah. uh, as opposed to all the other Dustin Johnsons that you know. Um, he finished with a 30-under at whatever golf tournament happened this weekend. It was like the Northern Trust or something. The Northern Trust. It was in Boston. I, I actually watched a little bit of the round yesterday. Um yeah, thirty under seems pretty good. Not bad. That's a pretty good <coughs> idea. <laughs> Eight under sixty three. Thirty under. Good job by him. Um, seems hard to do. I'm eesh. unbelievable. Um, NFL question for you, Marlo. Okay. We've been putting off the NFL, right? We talked about it last week. We're just we don't want to mentally get into that state. Yep. Just to have it snatched away. How many days until? Don't don't think about it. Don't do the math. Okay. How many days do you think it is until the first game of the season? The first actual game? The first actual regular. I mean, then we're not going to have preseason, yeah, right? So the yeah, first yeah. actual game. It has to. Uh, oh, now it's what, 15, 20 days? You're way closer than I thought you were going to be. It's 18. 18. It's two weeks from Thursday. And Holy I thought crap. it was like a month and a half away. Still. Me too. Me too. That's fair because I, I like you first said it, and then I was thinking wins labor, and I was like, oh, that's actually closer than I thought. Um, but if, yeah, if I wasn't preference with that, I would be like, yeah, a month, 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 or so, <laughs> month or so. Yeah, yeah. It's so um, we're, yeah, we're supposed to be in the middle of preseason right now, right? Yeah, yeah. They were they were replaying uh, Packer games on Friday night. <laughs> <laughs> When a preseason game would have been so, yeah. I, that was my that was how I kind of thought about it at first because I was like, why is there a, a Brett, it was a Brett Favre versus I can't even remember not Carolina or something. It was a Brett Favre game, whatever. Yeah. And I was like, why the hell are they replaying this? And then it took me a couple minutes to be like, oh, it's this is when a preseason game was supposed to be. Yeah. And then I went, when the hell is the season? <laughs> and it's way closer than I thought, but it is. Uh, it's the tenth. Uh, of of September, and your Chiefs are kicking it off, Marlo. Wow! That's, against the Texans. Why am I not more excited? Like, I should be juiced right now that you said that it's two weeks away. And, two weeks away, and I'm not. I'm not feeling anything, Casey. Why We're, is that? Am I dead? Uh, we have learned. <laughs> we have learned to uh, mentally prepare for bad things to happen. <laughs> And things to be ta- and sports to be taken away from us. Uh, I think that's the only thing I can think of because I am the same. I am. Uh, somebody tried to offer me a trade in uh, fantasy football, and I was like, I, I haven't even thought about it. <laughs> like, <laughs> you want to trade somebody? I don't. I don't even understand what you're talking about. Um, so, yeah, we're gonna. We got to gear up. We got to gear up quick. Speaking of that, Marla, we have a fantasy draft here, and uh, on Saturday, right? A couple Is days. Saturday? Yeah. Yeah. You have to gear up, gear up fast. Well, not many. Yeah, we're we're not on Saturdays to have the draft because the league starts at Jesus, two Saturdays from now. I don't even know. I'm not prepared for that draft. <laughs> I'm not prepared for any of it. 
It's it's gonna be like we. How many people are in our in our league, Casey? So I think there's 16 people. 16 in a, team league. Where we have with like, keepers. With keepers, where we have like eight wide receivers. <laughs> <laughs> and only two <laughs> two running backs because our flex is a freaking tight end and wide receiver. And there's yeah. nothing but whining all season long. Uh, but I love yeah. it. I love it. Thanks, Scott. Uh, yeah. No, it's great. <laughs> it's great. It's great. I have a keeper for my first and second round pick. So uh, I basically don't. In my, it's my first, second, and fifth round pick. So. It's crapshoot. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> okay, I don't. I, I do terrible in this league. Our, our, our draft actually takes longer than the actual NFL draft. It it uh that, it lasts for three days. <laughs> it lasts for straight. three days, and that's with auto draft had people. Yeah, <laughs> it's tough. It's tough. All right, last thing, Marlo. Uh, we saw some Big Ten parents or a couple parents out <laughs> protesting. At the Big Ten headquarters, we think. Yeah. Uh, Some they want their kid. <laughs> a small line of people <laughs> with signs, it looked like. At least the video was. Um, they want to play tomorrow. Yeah. They want their kids to play football. Yeah. What do you think? What do you think uh, of, I guess, let's talk about the spectacle. I was, yeah, the spectacle was funny because I read the headline. And I was like, interesting. <laughs> what are they? This is interesting. And then I finally saw the video, and it was just like, was this the end of the protest? Or like, <laughs> people was someone got the time wrong? I don't know. This was just, you know, a few parents in their kids' uniforms, different schools, <laughs> just kind of hanging out in a parking lot, yeah. um, with one or two microphones. And yeah, yeah I, it was. It was. I don't know. I guess it, it was a funny sight to see. It was. Um, I can't imagine what. I guess with m- some protests, I just don't understand what they're trying to accomplish. They're not going to change anything being out there, but I guess they're trying to make the the story right. Yeah. It looks really sad, yeah, <laughs> and I guess I I can feel for these parents, right? Because they have their kids are having presumably you know once in a lifetime opportunity to play college football. I don't know. I, I, I see the parents' standpoint, and, you know, these are football parents, right? So it's even a different breed of parents than at least we are at this point um, as far as their mentality towards their kids playing football. Um, I guess I feel for them. I don't know that that's the right move, but it just, again, exacerbates how messed up <laughs> the Big Ten has handled this. Just in a nutshell. Yeah. And I guess with that, Marlon, I'll segue into Bill Moose, everybody's favorite. Well, not everybody's favorite because he's the athletic director at Nebraska, but an all-time name. I just can't get over that the athletic director at Nebraska is named Bill Moose. <laughs> just just fantastic. I guess it would be better if he was the athletic director at Wisconsin, right? Yeah. Moose at Moose. Wisconsin, that makes more sense, but... Still, Nebraska, it's still, you know, whatever. It still works. Um, he w- said to Omaha.com, uh, I think that domain is registered to Peyton Manning. That they, <laughs> you know, probably rent it, rent it from him. Um, what does he say? He says that he was aware that every Big Ten athletic director was in favor of playing football this season. Moose said he... Ohio State, Penn State, Michigan ADs pushed hardest, but there was unanimous agreement from the ADs that they wanted to play football. 
I can't. I mean, we talked about this last week a little bit, so I won't get too much into it, but we talked about with Barry's being fired up about the season being canceled. They didn't even get the ADs on their side when they canceled this season, and that is just an abdication of leadership, and I, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable to me, and just to not have that, let alone parents protesting, is just ridiculous. It's it's a cluster. Yeah, they, I mean, cluster. to say the least, like we said, we talked about it last week, did not get buy-in from at least a couple, you know, key stakeholders um, in this whole thing, and it's not a good look. It's not a good look when that gets out there. It's not a good, it wasn't, I mean, it's just not a good look when you have, and for whatever reason, right, you have a, a vast majority, and then you just go against that. It's just, it just, it just breeds just not, like you said, not good leadership, and that it seems like chaos is going on behind the scenes. Yeah. I think we need to refile our resumes to be co-commissioner yeah. of the Big Ten. Yeah, we got to put that in. It is weird that it is weird that we didn't get a call back the first time. Yeah, I think Jim Delaney is just laughing right now. He's like, "Woo, got out just in time. <laughs> got out, got out the right time. Yeah, got out right in time." Yeah, when the getting was good, I was like, "All right, <laughs> yeah. this is as good as this getting for this conference. I'm out of here." <laughs> oh man! All right, any more good, throws? Well, good job by him. Uh, any more throw-ins? No, I think I'm going to say no and then see if I have one. Okay. <laughs> Good you think of that. I got nothing else. No. Um, so, as always, you can follow us on Twitter at 132Breeze, myself at MarloJR, Casey at Prof Badger Fan. That's it for me, Casey. Now, do you have any last words? I have last words. No more throw-ins, Marlo. As always, fellow fans, I hope that all your favorite teams win all the sports. <laughs>